the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. As children of God, once we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, the price for our sins is paid in full. Yet, despite our Savior's priceless gift and immeasurable love for all people, past, present, and future, throughout the entire world, the sinless Son of God's redemptive love is, to a large degree, unappreciated. Listen closely with Bible, pen, and paper handy. You will want to take notes as Pastor Randall reminds us of Jesus Christ's supreme sacrifice being delivered to be crucified in place of one who deserved to die. Sometimes the people that you do the most for are the ones that hurt you the most. Am I talking to somebody in here? Sometimes the people that you do the most for are the very ones that hurt you the most. Christ had done so much for those in that crowd. He came from heaven to save them from their sins. But many turned their backs on him and asked for him to be crucified. Because people are fickle. Do not put your trust and confidence in them. They can love you today and despise you even more tomorrow. Whatever you do in this life, make sure it is done for the glory of Christ alone. And do not expect people to reward the good you do for for them because the chances are they may return the good that you do for them with evil. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 22 says, don't put your trust in mere humans. They are as frail as breath. What good are they? What good are they? I wonder, well, what was Peter at this time? Why they were saying crucify him. What, what was John? Where was Bartholomew? Where was Matthew? Where were they? Sometimes when you need folk the most, you can't find them. As long as you got some money, as long as you can help them. (laughs) But when your money run out, you get old and can't do anymore, whatever the case may be, sometimes even your children run from you. Do I have a witness out there? Number five, I'm not hardly through. Refuse to follow the crowd or seek to please them. The majority is not always right. Now, the majority was saying, crucify him, crucify him. Oh, the 
majority, majority but, but you know, that's what makes voting so dangerous in the church because the majority, excuse the English, ain't always right. The church is not a democracy. It is a theocracy. It is ruled by the word of God. It is ruled by the book. And when we govern ourselves by the book, what else do we need? Nothing. Refuse to follow the crowd or seek to please them. Pilate did not have a backbone and did not have the courage to will himself to do the right thing. My friend, your true character is revealed when you are under pressure or in a crisis and what is in you will come out in the time of pressure and crisis. See, everybody can act nice when the sun is shining, but oh, let the clouds come over. Let the wind blow. Let the billows come. And you'll find out what's really in people in the heat of the moment. Matthew chapter 27, verse 26 says, Then he released Barabbas to them, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. Now listen, those who follow crowds and ride the wave of emotions are destined for defeat, destined for distress, and destined for disaster. How courageous are you when it comes to decision making? You say, how could Pilate do that? Poe Pilate. But I believe there's some Poe you in here. All the pilots are not gone. So don't get to it. Don't, 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 don't. Please don't get too hard on pilot. Will you vote biblically? Or will you follow the crowd and vote the media and people's choice? Oh, y'all getting quiet now. Will you seek to please and glorify Christ in what you wear? Or will you dress sensually and seductively in a manner which draws attention to yourself? Will you murder the baby in the womb? Or will you fight for the sanctity of life? Where is your backbone? Where is your courage. Will you follow the culture and your friends and have premarital and extramarital sex with anybody who you lust after? Or will you pursue abstinence and marital fidelity to the glory of Almighty God? Will you follow the crowd and cheat on your taxes? Will you be a man or woman of integrity and render unto Caesar what is Caesar and unto God that which is God? It's amazing. Caesar gets his even when God does not get his. I wonder why is that? Because you get instant punitive measures when you don't do Caesar right and God is a God of grace and patience and love and you abuse it and you can't give him his tithes and offerings. 
But Caesar get every dime. Even when you owe, you owe 1,000, 3,000, 5,000, 10, you gonna cough it up? Or you can pay or you can pay it out on terms with interest added too, but you gonna pay, or there goes your freedom, there goes your house, there go you. I will. (laughs) Will you be driven by greed and emotions and spend beyond your means? Or will you be a faithful steward of what God has entrusted to you and acknowledge him in your spending decisions? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Lord, this is your money. You've given it everything I have is yours. My eyes, my teeth, my ears, my fingers, my job, my breath of life. And I give to you an acknowledgement that you own it all. Will you be like the culture and speak profanity? I just get so tired. They got on television, it could be in music, they bleep, 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 bleep. You can't have I don't want to hear bleeps. I want to hear the song. And the song ought to be the song ought to be good enough where there's no bleeping. I mean, if it's got that many bleeps in it, then why are you listening? Some of y'all just get y'all just go on. Go cussing everywhere. And some of y'all, it doesn't bother y'all because there's so much cussing still in you. And then you're going to spank your child because they say a full letter word, but they learn that word from you. You need to be spanked first. All the pilots aren't gone. Will you be like the culture and speak profanity or will you speak that which is wholesome, good and edifying before the Lord? Will you, here's another one. Will you look at pornography or will you refuse to set your eyes on that which is evil and ungodly? Where has your eyes been lately? In other words, all the pilots are not gone. Number six, the depth of sin knows no bound when one is taken over by envy. The depth of sin knows no bounds, no bounds when one is taken over by envy. Look at verse 18. It's in the text. For he knew that they had handed Jesus over because of envy. You know what envy is? It's jealousy. Envy will drive you out of your mind and into spiritual insanity, mental insanity, when you have been consumed by it. You got envy all over the Bible. Just a few instances here. For example, in Genesis 4, 8, Cain slew Abel because of jealousy. In 1 Samuel 19, 9 through 11, Saul attempted to murder David because of jealousy. In the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15, verses 25 through 30, the elder brother was jealous of the prodigal son's coming home celebration. Sadly, 
so many Christians cannot rejoice in the blessings of others because of jealousy and will, will even attempt to, to bring harm and destruction to those who are being blessed and celebrated. You'd rather bring somebody down because you're not getting credit. Because you're not being celebrated. You can't celebrate with people. You can't rejoice with people. And the reason you can't is because of your own deficiency, your own inadequacies, and your own jealousy. Another insight into this message, number seven. In this passage, we also see the characteristics of hate. Hate is all over this passage. Hate, hate, hate. Let me tell you something about hate. I'll give you a few of them. Hate causes us not to see the best in others. You say, I don't, I don't like them. No, a lot of cases, it's not about likability. It's about hate. It's not about disliking. No, it's some some of you, you say dislike, but the truth be told, you really hate that person. You can't see one speck of good. You can't deliver one word of encouragement. Even a dog love being petted. You pet your dog, the dog lip you on, lick you on the lip. Get out of here. Shut up. You gonna talk that way to your husband? And let your dog lick you all on your feet and toes. Oh, that feels good, Lassie. <laughs> as, in, as in the case of Jesus, he healed the sick, gave sight to the blind, caused the dumb to speak and the deaf to hear, and even raised the dead. Yet hate blinded the crowd. It was hate that blinded that crowd from all the good works that Jesus had done, even to the point of having put to death our Lord by crucifixion. Yet, instead of retaliating, Jesus responded in love on the cross by saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Luke 23, 24. That's how he responded to hate. Uh, What's another characteristic of hate? Hate will cause you to go out of your way to hurt others. When you hate, you hurt. You don't even care that you hurt. The scripture says in verse 26b, and when he had scourged Jesus, he delivered him to be crucified. The pain inflicted upon Jesus was excruciating and indescribable. I mean, they could care less about the lacerations. They could care less about ripping the, the, the skin off of him, pulling tissue from under the skin out of it. Every time they struck him, they grabbed pieces of flesh out of him. And they could do it and then go home and eat some, not pork chops, Jews don't eat pork, some, sh- some sheep chops. <laughs> they could do that because they hated him. They afflicted upon Jesus excruciating and indescribable pain. Another characteristic of hate. 
Hate will cause you to lie on others. They concocted lies about Jesus. Matthew 26, uh, 59 through 68 says, Now the chief priests, the elders, and all the council sought false testimonies against Jesus to put him to death. Verse 60, and, and found none. They, they sought false testimonies. They, they, they got people to come and testify, but nothing was adequate. They came up with nothing. Even though many false witnesses came forward, they found nothing that was legitimate. Why did they do it? Why did they allow it? Because they hated him. D, like the religious leaders, hate has consequences on the entire family. Like the religious leaders, hate has consequences on the entire family. Matthew 27, 25 says, and all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and our children. The children would suffer, reper- would suffer repercussions of what these evil, demonic folk, they were demonically possessed. And there are some folk who come in the Lord's house who are demonically possessed. Jesus had power confrontation even in the temple. The people who are demonically possessed come into church and they are planted strategically in the congregation by Satan with the designed purpose of tearing the church up. Your hatred can cause you to become dysfunctional. Your hatred can cause you to become disturbed. It can disturb your children. It can fill the atmosphere with unnecessary animosity. Hate fills your home and your life with tension and strife. It can cause you to abuse your spouse physically and verbally, to abuse your children physically and verbally. Hate destroys your family and brings on uh, physical sickness. Hate will make you sick. That's why some of you go to the doctors. The doctors don't know what's going on. He, He can't prescribe a medicine. He can't give you a shot because you got hate that he cannot see. You need to go to Dr. Jesus and ask for Holy Ghost deliverance in the name of Jesus. Hate will put you in a self-imposed prison and even destroy your life. When are you going to stop hating the person that wronged you, that hurt you? When are you going to release it and just let it go? There's more life for you. God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. God has a vision for your life. You can't stay stuck back in your rearview mirror trying to move forward. You're going to wreck your life. Repent, forgive, move on. Give God the glory. You're not the only one being hurt. You're not the only one being betrayed. You're not the only one being abused. Look at Jesus. Who has had this much happen to him or her like Jesus? Tell you something else about hate. Hate can breed confusion and cause you to lose your ability to think rationally, think logically, and think wisely. You know, when you're crazy in the head, you can't think. Hate makes you crazy in the head. You're irrational, can't think, illogical, and it makes a fool out of you. More importantly, you cannot even think biblically. Verses 22 and 23 says, they all said to him, here's a whole massive crowd. You ask me, uh, Randall Draper, how many was in the crowd? I don't know, but one thing, it was a whole lot of them. 
You know what they were saying in unison? Let him be crucified. Verse 22. Verse 23. Let him be crucified. They were chanting. The religious leaders and the crowd were hell bent on doing evil and absolutely nothing would change their minds. Another characteristic of hate, hate blinds you from the truth. Jesus spoke the words of eternal life. And because he was so hated, his words fell on deaf ears and could not be received, which damned their own souls to hell. Verse 25 says, and all the people answered and said, his blood be on us and our children. Beloved, is that you? It is possible to be religious. It is possible to know the liturgy of the church, songs in the church, you know, the prayers in the church, the tradition of the church, and even have knowledge of the Holy Scriptures, and yet not have a saving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel of John chapter 8 verse 47 says, He who is of God hears God's word. He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. In closing, you know, some people get their best sleep in the church. (laughs) They haven't heard a word, but they don't miss the movie. They know everything, they can tell you everything in the movie the first time. They don't have to see the movie the second time. They got it all the first time. They get it all. But you go to church, oh, the devil says, Rockabye baby. He said, well, some of you say I'm on medication. You know what? That's true in some cases, but all y'all not on medication. (laughs) In closing, the schemes and plans of wicked men could not stop the redemptive plan of God. Now, that's the good news, y'all. The schemes and plans of wicked men and women could not stop the redemptive plan of God. How do you know that? Because of Acts chapter 2, verses 23 and 24, which says, Him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. Let me tell you something. This event was not an afterthought. It was a forethought. God knew what was going to happen before the world was created. You have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death whom God raised up, God raised Jesus up, having loosed the pains of death because it was not possible that he should be held by it. Held by what? Held by death. Not even death could hold Jesus in the grave. The death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ crushed the plans of wicked men. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ sealed Satan's doom and declared Jesus to be the risen God and Savior. Many of you have heard the gospel so many times. You heard the gospel in the church. You heard the gospel through Sunday school teachers. You heard the gospel through evangelists. You heard the gospel through television, books, and magazine articles. You've heard the gospel through the internet. You heard the gospel through street preachers. You've, you, you have resisted the gospel to the point now that your hearts have become hardened to its message of hope and salvation, which will result in etern, eternal damnation. 
The scripture says in Hebrews 4, 7, today, not tomorrow, not next year, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. In the name of Jesus, let go of your procrastination, let go of your excuses, and accept the Lord Jesus, who alone is able to save you from sin and hell. And all God's children said, let's pray. And Father, we thank you for this message and this historical account. We've gleaned much from this passage and yet more to come next week. You spoke to all of our hearts in this horrific, tragic event. Oh God, Satan comes and he clouds the real authenticity of this holy week. Palm Sunday is not about Easter eggs. Easter is not about Easter eggs and Easter bunnies and and Easter egg hunts and you know, clothes and fashions and all these things. It's about the sufferings of Christ, the holy sufferings. It's about his anguish in Gethsemane. It's about the kangaroo cr- trials. The injustice, the lies, the hate, the ill treatment, the the resentment, the excruciating pains. And it's amazing how comfortable we have become in our Christianity. We can't even get excited and thankful about who God is to us and what he's done for us. As if we, as if God owes us. I pray we humble ourselves and search our souls and realize the awesomeness of our Lord's holy, incomprehensible sufferings on our behalf that led to the cross, on the cross, to his death, burial, and glorious resurrection. You brought every person under my voice that they would hear this message and not make excuses for coming to Jesus, not making procrastination and putting you off as if they know what tomorrow brings, or even if they have a tomorrow, may their hearts not be callous, but tender and ready for holy responsiveness. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said. In today's message, we come to the realization, both biblically and personally, that we sometimes fall short of standing up for Jesus. How can we be Christ-like if we're only doing what we feel comfortable with, rather than doing all that God has called us to do? What then shall we do with Jesus, who is called Christ? Go all the way with him. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio messages, service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much more. You can also reach us at 210-821-5683. Maranatha Bible Church is located directly at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, 78109 directly across from Randolph Air Force Base.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.